So first is the, the cooperation. Cooperation, to talk today in our world about cooperation is, a, is, is really a revolution. If you want to make a revolution at your own scale or at any scale, cooperate. Welcome back to Community, the EcoVillage podcast from Gen Europe. I'm Fran Whitlock, and today I'm talking with Vincent Rueda from Le Passage, an association that helps people create long-lasting EcoVillage projects. Often we talk about personal stories on the podcast, and Vincent's is certainly unusual. He used to work with the fossil fuel industry until having children provided a wake-up call to make a profound change in his life. And now he's setting up an EcoVillage. But today we're talking to him about the association that he works for, Le Passage. Since 2020, Le Passage has been contributing to the joyful spread of cooperative cultures in service of life. They are specialized in empowering groups by demystifying complex concepts and providing clear and simple explanations on legal, financial and human mechanisms involved in setting up and maintaining housing cooperatives. Today, they form a network of more than 30 housing cooperatives around France and Europe. If you're in the process of setting up a community, eco-village or co-housing project, or even if you're just dreaming about it so far, this conversation should provide you with some food for thought about what it takes to create communities that last, as Vincent explains, for the next 100 years and beyond. Okay, let's go. So, Vincent, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. Let's start off a bit with your story. So now you're working with an organization that helps communities to thrive and you're building your own community. Uh, But what was your own path to getting into this line of work and into community living? Uh, Yes, so my... um... I had a past life where I was an engineer working for the oil and gas companies in Africa and Middle East. Wow. Offshore. And I enjoyed it a lot, actually. But uh, let's say I went to the bottom of it. And uh, now I'm a hypnotherapist and I mostly coach uh, groups and uh, on the human factor and the conflict management and facilitation, collective intelligence facilitation. And what happened in between is I had two kids. So it, it was a wake-up call for me to um, to connect to what uh, matters more to me and what's important to me. And that led uh, my wife and me to uh, reconsider things. And we went to Portugal. We initiated the Ecovillage project. And to do that, we explored what was done in France. And we found this uh, gold mine of what uh, are the passage doing. And uh, we had to export the, the mechanism, so we had to really, I had to really deep into it, to deep dive into it. And by doing that, I become an expert to be able to export it to Portugal. And so the passage then recruited me, and I'm working with them now, as well as doing my own project here in Portugal. Wow, okay, so that's quite an evolution. Um, so now you work with Le Passage. Can you talk a bit about Le Passage and who are you and what it is you do in the organization? So Le, Le, Le Passage is a, is a young organization, but the members are, uh, let's say, uh, old uh, travelers of the eco villages world. And um, mainly we have um, 
uh, expertise on the legal, legal financial and governance that uh, enables to quicken the, the projects to happen and to transform to the existing project to make them much more sustainable on the long run. And uh, so it was, uh, let's say, um, uh, innovation on the legal and financial part that was not available before. But also the, the main thing is we all we do, all we provide group, these hard skills that we provide them on the, on the legal and financial are just a frame that enables them to have uh, to express their soft skills that are needed on the human, the way of being, the listening, the empathy and everything needed to, to build a community because a community exists before the walls, before the, the bricks. So, we'll, so we can answer the question. Yeah, absolutely. Like, last. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll ask you a bit more about the model in a minute, but you... Yeah talk about kind of the soft skills required for a community and uh, what you talk about in the passage is really the the importance of the human element and the social element even though you give people the concrete skills um, you say that uh, the fundamental success of a community is really about the human factor and can you talk a bit more about that sort of what is needed what is this human factor what are the social skills or the social part needed for a successful community. Yeah, there could be a lot to say about that, but <laughs> so I will not go, to, uh, go into the details, but if we have to resume, it's uh, all the communities, the feedback, if you ask them what's the main importance, it's trust. It's all about trust, how you build trust, how you strengthen the trust and the opposite of trust are fears. And uh, all we do in the legal and financial systems and governance is to destroy the fears, to smooth the fears. To So for people, put their money, they are safe, they know they can recover it. The power is, by the legal system, uh, secured and no one can take over the power or everything. So then this is relaxed and then there is space to create some other way to relate to one another. Because it's very hard with our the tools we have in our competitive world to build trust with these legal and financial tools because they are not made for this. They are made for competition. So kind of, yeah, so what you're saying is uh, that through having really strong legal and financial systems, you kind of create the space for building trust in a group. Yeah. Yeah, and it's often, it's something that we hear a lot um, with people coming into a community for the first time or thinking about a community is exactly what you say, is this fear about what if I put my money in and what if I lose? What if other people uh, don't put the same money in? There's kind of the fear of the free rider problem and all these things. Um, and and that's, yeah, yeah. No, because this, uh, the way you see it, it um, makes me think also, because let's say the ideal will be an intentional community where we put everything and everything is common and there is all trust. But for most people, this step is too high. To get from our daily life uh, in a, let's say, normal job with a normal family and everything to this, it's a big step. And what we propose, it's an intermediate step where they can, the money is put in the project but they can recover it if they leave. 
And when they taste community, when they taste cooperation, so because they can go back, in the end, most people, they, it will be a donation, it will be a gift of their time, of their money to the project. But they do it first because they tasted it and because they choose it. And if they don't want, they can go out and recover their money. It's possible also because some people might not like and might need something else. So this is this intermediate step that we provide that enables groups to really experiment and then like and then go all in, let's say. That's really interesting. So it sounds like people, um, when they kind of first are thinking about community, yeah, there is this problem of trust and they worry about money especially because they haven't experienced a trustful community and we come from a society where we don't really have strong communities of trust. Mm -hmm. um, and if I understood you right, by the time that people actually get to uh, living in the community, having built that trust, they're not so they're not worried about the money anymore. Often they don't yeah. want the money back. Yeah, that's exactly this. So really it's creating structures uh, where people feel secure enough to step in and then it's very freeing for them financially in other ways once they've built that trust in the community. That's really cool. That's very cool. That's why the name of the association is Passage. It's the, I don't know in English, is the path, the, the, to go from one, one world to another. It's like a door, the door. A doorway, a pathway, a passage. A, way, a pathway, yeah. yeah, passage. No, that's really nice. And okay, so we've we've made a few mentions of the model that you have, and I know that it's quite a developed. Um, I don't know if I want to say complex because it's it's very well explained and it's very clear, and I think it's quite understandable uh, for people coming from any sort of level of knowledge about these things. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll let's we won't go too deeply into the model because there's a lot into it. But I wonder if you could just outline briefly for people listening. What are the sort of pillars of the model that you're offering in Le Passage? Yeah. So first is the, the cooperation. Cooperation, to talk today in our world about cooperation is, a, is, is really a revolution. If you want to make a revolution at your own scale or at any scale, cooperate. Because we are in a more and more individualistic world. And, uh, and um, of course, with all the pain it creates, and um, the opposite of individualism will be uh, will be um, collectivism. And com we don't want either, because individualism is all about me, and I forget the others. Collectivism is all about the group, and I forget myself. Everyone is the same, everyone is dressed the same, everyone eats the same. Cooperation, with, we are all different. There are tall guys, there are small guys, there are women, there are kids, there are old people, there are different needs, there are different ways to to express their joy, to live their life, and to have uh, to find joy in life, and how together we cooperate, we build something together. This is really the fundamentals in the base of everything we implement. How do we implement cooperation in the legal, in the financial, and in the the governance? And um, okay, so there is all these mechanisms, and also there is uh, what we found is that in because in all the projects we have the same values more or less so we identify these values that we found in the charts of principles of most projects communities and co-village will be human more important than money no speculation uh, newcomers are choosing the one who enter the project uh, there is um, 
I can recover my phone. It's not a donation I do to the to the community. All these kind of uh, of values that are not of every project, but most projects. There is a very good chart, but then they use legal uh, make legal structure that if you go to a lawyer and you want to sell your no individual property, also very important no individual property, maybe one of the most important. If you go to uh, if you have shares on a normal structure and you go to you want to sell it to someone, you are you have every right, and if you go to um, to um, to a tribunal to justice, you will win. In the end, if you want to sell your shares to someone else, even if the group doesn't want this person. So we uh, made sure that those ill values are really legal in all the uh, in all the legal terms. And that financially, it's possible also to have the mechanisms to have no speculation, to reimburse people if they don't want to leave, etc. And this is the, uh, the base of, I don't know if I answered your question, I, I try to be really on the <laughs> high level of what we do. And, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so you, and I think we can maybe in, in the link, in the show no notes, we can show people, um, we can link to a bit more detail about the model. And so basically what you guys do is you work with communities, eco-villages, co-housing projects with this model to kind of coach them, right, in, yeah. in how they can use this and in how they can develop their project. Are you seeing increasing demand for this kind of service? Because it's sort of, I suppose, a relatively new kind of service, sort of coaching in in co-housing or in community building. Yeah. That's what we do, and we have uh, we mainly do it in France. Now we have some, including mine, project uh, abroad from uh, France, and this is what uh, I develop also with you guys. And um, we have two main kinds. So we have projects in city, outside city, because the mechanisms can adapt to if I have agriculture, if I have another kind of business. That's good also with a cooperative because it's one specific kind of cooperative that we build is that it's a company you can do anything with it. Any activity I mean. And but mostly is new groups that are looking for land or uh, want to create a project. But we also have major uh, projects and it's different. When it's a new group, uh, they struggle in um, impulsing the, the thing and creating the, the impulse. Yeah. And we really enable them to be really pragmatic in the approach. And quickly create the cooperative, buy the land, find the funds, find the people. Really, we shorten with the experience we have, we make them to shorten all these steps a lot. So we coach them on this part and also to put the seeds of the human, of the human aspect that is the most important. And on the existing projects that are uh, like well-known projects, usually they call us when they, major, when they face a major crisis that happens to every project. And uh, we solve them, we solve it by, of, of course, conflict is needed. Conflict is the way relation needs to grow. So we need conflict. But sometimes the conflict is just the expression of, of uh, legal status or things that are just making everyone afraid and not safe. And our financial problem that can be easily solved just by changing the structure. And so we help them to transition to something more sustainable and more, um, more uh, easy to, more, in fact, more in accordance with what they, the way they, they do things. Because the problem is, when everything is right, when everything goes well, we don't need uh, the legal things. Mm. When there is a conflict, 
it's the moment where people will go look in the drawer. What is it we wrote in the paper? Because this is in the end when we don't manage to have connection and relation and to discuss. This is what has value when the human part. I, I, uh, we like to say that when we go to justice, it's, it's that uh, the human part is lost, the human connection and relation. So and this is the one where people look at what is written. If, if what is written is from the ancient world, you will go into competition, into trying to uh, convince, win money and everything from the other. If this is in accordance with the, with the values of the pro project, it will enable to rebound, to start from what we agreed and to reconnect and uh, rebuild connection and move forward together. Even if it's by separating, even if it's by someone going out, this will help us to do it in a nice way for everyone. Sure. I'm thinking about what you're saying about transitioning from old world models into new collaborative models. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different transitions, but I want to pick up on one of the, the sort of pillars or central um, values or principles that you have, which is uh, no private property. And I think that's an interesting one to talk about and maybe to explain a bit more because quite often what we see, um, you know, people might approach the Eco Village Network and say, hey, I've got a big piece of land uh, or a big house and I want to create an Eco Village in it. What do I do? Or I want to buy some land, um, then I want to make a community. And um, that's something that often we kind of advise against because starting with, you know, one person owning the land can cause troubles. So can you talk a bit about that that principle of not private property? Yeah, thank you, because I think this is a very like a central question and it's um, maybe one of the cause of most of projects' failures and not on the short term. You can have amazing projects for decades and from one day to another, because just of the property, it collapses and it's the end of the project. Something that could have lasted for 100 years collapsed just because of the thing of property. First of all, property uh, who owns things has an impact on relations. If we are together uh, on a project where we are uh, both, uh, let's say we rent, we are, we are renting the place together, we won't have the same relation as if I am your owner. So... It has an energy on that one. If I am your owner, the owner of the place, and I say, oh, but it's okay, we are together here and uh, welcome and everything. Still, in the end, if you do something on the land, it's my land. So it has an impact on the way we will relate to each other, even if we are the best human beings and we make the, the most, uh, the best efforts. So this is the first thing. So even if, uh, so. and the second thing is one day, you can have someone with the best in, uh, intention during 30 years, but then he, he goes through a midlife crisis and he says, now I'm fed up with Eco Village and I sell the, I sell the project. I know projects in, 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 uh, in France, for example, the, the owner, he, it's a very good project and everything was going well and they attract a lot of things, but the owner is owning most of the project. And wants it to go to his son because he thinks he's the only one that in the end will be able to ensure the value. But this is a risk, a big risk in long term for the project. So in the way we do, we really reverted the process of, uh, of uh, ownership. It's the project that own itself. The cooperative is owning itself. And it takes time because 
the, the inhabitants pay a little rent. And after 100 years, the cooperative has reimbursed all his debts and is owning itself. That means, I don't know, thousands of years ago, the earth was available to everyone. I could go somewhere. It was no one's. And someone said one day, okay, this is mine. You want it? Pay for it. But it's not the way it was originally. So we revert that process. Now we make the cooperative is buying uh, a land and the activity on it enables it to own itself after 100 years. So after 100 years, it becomes a common good. And the side effects that this has is the abundance, the attraction of energy. Because if I go into a land and I know that if I plant a tree, if I give time, if I give money, it's for no ones. I'm even more, uh, I'm even more motivated and more keen or more, uh, I want to do it because I know that I do it just for a uh, common good and, uh, and, uh, for the, for the world. It's my gift to the world. I feel happy to give for the world something and to plant a tree that will make fruits in 10 years or 20 years. And if I do this on someone's land, I know that he will get the fruit if he sells one day and this, uh, contracts energy. So really, the, the having no property is the is is one of the key side effect. The, the main side effect is to attract people to put money, to give time, because they know that all the all the other ones that are here, even the inhabitants, they won't make money out of it. They won't make anything. They are, everyone is losing time and energy to be happy together. <laughs> That's That's amazing. Thank you for your question. <laughs> Um, so you said that, uh, yeah, private property is one of the things that can be one of the one of the biggest causes of failure or of the breaking down of community. Um, what are some maybe some other common mistakes or common challenges that are faced by groups that maybe you help them overcome? Um, on the yeah, the main change I think uh, it's the on the new groups. Especially the new groups is to um, is to try to change the world too much. <laughs> it's it's not because it's important that we are doing this. Of course, my motivation is to change the world. But let's say it will be a consequence of what we do, and at some point we have to accept that the world is as it is, in in order to be able to change it. And when we go to a bank, the way we speak to a bank is the way they are expecting us to to speak to them. So uh, if you go to a bank and you say, we are a community, we will buy a land and we'll do community together, <laughs> this will create fears on them and they will never give you money. And it's, uh, and it's completely absurd because actually banks, what they most want and it's the easiest thing for them to finance are land and constructions. I, I mean... Uh, um, real estate uh, um, speculation is the easiest thing for uh, banks to finance. They, they like this way better than a startup in the new apps or something that this is more risky because uh, they can lose the money. So if you go to them and you say, we are investors, you dress up and you say, we'll make a lot of money uh, by making this big project where we'll have lots of people uh, living on it with high rents, then you get money. So it's really to understand how the system works and to change it, then you. this is what we coach them on the finance and the legal part. And also, because sometimes people uh, are well, saying, oh, the banks is not the good things and everything. Is it ethical, not ethical? There is all this, um, these debates. 
myself, I believe that if you put money in a bank, if you put your money in a bank, worry about if it's ethical or not. Because what will they do with your money? Your money is not sleeping in the bank. It's used to finance things. It can be uh, oil companies. It can be, uh, I don't know, what makes more money usually. So if you look for an ethical bank, and what we say to projects when they want to get money from the bank is go to any bank that finances you at the lowest rate. Because if they do that, they finance you that you have ethical projects. So by doing that, you're turning the bank more ethical. So don't worry when you borrow money from the bank, ethical banks, if they propose you higher uh, rates or if they don't give you money, then they are not that ethical. Go to the shittiest bank uh, in the, I don't know, the most uh, speculative bank that you know. If it finances you at the, at the good rate, the good rate, you're contributing to make this bank more ethical because it's financing ethical projects. So using the system like this is the same for the construction. It's the same also to buy the land. I mean, buying a land, people don't know how, um, because they are thinking too much. Oh, is it the good land? Will I have the day look for the people? Then they want to look, do a lot of verification before signing the contract. No, sign the contract quickly, agree quickly, but then with clauses that enables you to move backward and to cancel and to not lose money. So the idea is this, make steps that you move forward, but in the end, if it doesn't work, you have, let's say you buy a land. Even if the project doesn't work, you still have the land. It's getting value. People are already doing things on it, so it even gets more value. You sell it, even if you lose a little bit of money, people get reimbursed. So we teach them to make steps instead of having a long-term plan. That is also the whole world, knowing everything in advance and having a long-term plan. So we help them to make uh, there is only this thing that comes from other eco-villages that is well known is good enough for now, safe enough to try. So step by step to move and to get in the, in the things done in their project. So this is for the new project. And for the old project is, um, is, uh, is, uh, usually we have a lot of people with a lot of experience in, uh, in sociocracy, in the human factor, in uh, dealing with the, and they are, they are even, they are even like doing this with the weight of their legal structure. So they are even, uh, it's like you, they play basketball and they are good at like basketball, but they have used weight on their, uh, <laughs> on their feet. And we just remove these weights with them. So then they are even better. And this is what we do with all project to align what they do with what they are, in fact, because, uh, the structure of, of the project, the legal structure, it's what the project is somewhere. Mm, especially, I, I love that. And I especially think listening to the issues of the newer projects, it's really um, sometimes we uh, come from a really strong idealism and we kind of, uh, we let the perfect stand in the way of the good. Yeah. We want to only use ethical banks. We want everything to be perfect before we can make it. So, um, yeah, it sounds like you're helping people move in a smart way through existing systems for ethical and good ends, but using what's out there smartly and in an agile way, rather than being weighed down by this ideal that, that it's possibly impossible to achieve. Yeah, exactly. Cool. 
And what about, I mean, do you have any success stories or kind of um, stories of groups that you've worked with that, that have had successful outcomes with your model? Uh, yeah. Uh, in two years, we have more than 30 cooperatives that were created with our project. Or uh, It's mostly new ones. And these figures in, in France, it's uh, amazing when you think that, uh, I mean, maybe other in the, all the rest of France, in uh, 30 years, there were maybe 10 other habitational cooperatives created. Mm -hmm. But uh, there is really a, a boom because there is really a demand. It, I think that I have to, at moment in this podcast, pay, um, uh, pay a tribute to Ecoravi that were the first one to uh, implement these mechanisms and to experiment it. And I think that what enabled them, because they were a new group, they were having a land And I think their strength is that they never, um, so it took them a lot of time, but they never stepped back on their values and they never trusted. When lawyers were telling them it's impossible, when everyone was telling them it's impossible, because the problem is this, groups are facing people of uh, with a stature with, uh, that are people supposed to be experts, that are su supposed to be of knowledge, that don't know this world. And that position themselves on this is not possible, this is not, does not exist. And usually, it's okay, so what I can do? And they, I think the strength of Ecorel from the beginning is, was to say, okay, maybe you're an expert, but I know better what is good for me. You don't know what's good for me. And if I tell you this is not what I want, explain to me, I want to understand. And this enabled them to really invent something new. So this is the origin of, of it. They didn't accept not uh, that was not possible and that they, that, uh, they could not understand. So that was the beginning, Ecoravin, and, uh, and now we have many projects. There is a huge project that's called the Hamo Debuit. There is a lot of intergenerational projects. So Hamo Debuit, they had a massive conflict uh, that was, uh, I mean, uh, everyone from, because they are very well known. So they could make people from uh, the help from a lot of, uh, of facilitators uh, that were focused on the human factor that came and it didn't solve and it didn't solve and it didn't solve. And, uh, and uh, Mika, that is the founder of the passage, went and uh, helped them to, um, in fact, to um, legally uh, do the separation in an okay way for both parties. And then from the people staying to build on new bases legally. And that gave really a new, uh, impulse, uh, to the project. Uh, we are really, um, we are really, um, the thing is we get, uh, of, of it's, uh, it's, you, you get attached to the people, to the project and everything. So these are two projects that we are really, um, uh, attached to. And uh, yes, there are lots of new projects. Uh, there were, and now we, we have uh, other big projects that are coming to us, new projects that, uh, that follow this path because uh, it's, it makes sense for them. It's what they were already doing, but... Uh, That's amazing that so many projects have, uh, have started just in the last two years. So you mentioned, um, as an example, that there are quite a few intergenerational projects uh, happening, which is which is really exciting. I think that's a great trend that we're seeing in communities. 
But are there any other patterns or trends that you're noticing in the kind of groups that are coming together? And maybe also what kinds of people are starting these co-housings or these communities? Because I think there's still some stigma or some fear or some prejudices of people who might be drawn to this kind of project, these communal projects that maybe, you know, oh, this isn't for me. I'm just, you know, a regular person with a regular job or, you know, yeah, it's not for me. So can you talk a bit about what you're seeing in terms of who's doing these projects and what kind of projects are happening right now? Uh, yeah. We have a lot of intergenerational projects because uh, today in our world, um, uh, it's first all people that realize the value of the of the book. This is my belief. Uh, so when you get older, you realize that uh, being together is a strength. I would say that the caricature, if, uh, if I'm an old woman alone, I will, I will realize better the, the importance of group that if I'm a young man in the strength of my, uh, patriarchy, uh, uh let's say, um, I don't know, uh, benefits. So, but, um, yeah. And, um, and the mechanism we put, because I, in the financial part is everyone, um, uh, provides what he can. Everyone receives what he needs as long as it's financial as a whole. And uh, so we need this diversity of old people, new people, old people who come with more money because they can sell their house. New people with come, younger people sometimes come with more incomes or with more time and energy. So we really, in the mechanisms, need this diversity. We invite the group to... to to have this diversity. And what I see the trends in the groups, uh, I, I don't know if uh, I see that, uh, I think this is my belief that the, the, the competition is getting harder and stronger every day and uh, with uh, an increasing rate and that the good consequence of it is that we have more burnouts and more people fed up and more people that see that it's a endless uh, struggle and more people that realize, especially, for example, with COVID or events like that, that there is no point in, uh, there is no end, but they are looking for something else. Uh, in the trend also, I see that uh, now it's become trendy to be in a yurt or a tiny house. <laughs> so this is a big change. And uh, let's say uh, even a few decades ago, it was trendy to be in a big house and everything uh, with uh, the swimming pool. And the night becomes trendy to to degrowth and to be more in contact with nature and everything. So this helps us a lot. And in, I think it's really for everyone. Uh, everyone, uh, we, I mean, we have people, and this is what enables also you can. You don't, it's not a kibbutz where, or I don't know, something that uh, I don't know a lot about kibbutz, but I imagine sometimes a community where everyone has to work in the community and give a stamp to community. There can be a space for that and a space for people to work outside. Uh, I mean, uh, we have a military in our project is uh, from the army. We have uh, people who have normal life and they have normal life, let's say, work in the in jobs. And you, there is space for that in the... And uh, yes, uh, I don't know for the trends, I would say that uh, just more and more people are are drawn to that. And I'm surprised that for me, the surprise for me 
is to see young people. Because me, what I was saying at the beginning, my wake-up call was kids. And I'm always impressed when I see young people without kids already aware of uh, of uh, looking for something else, some other way of relating to each other and everything. Because uh, I found this, uh, yeah, from the way I grew up and the world I grew in, uh, realizing before having kids uh, was uh, really not uh, common. And I see more and more people realizing this in a younger age. I don't know if it's the information on global warming or these kind of things or the uh, what's happening the the girl that is making uh, Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg effect, but uh, yeah, this is the trend. I I, I feel that I don't know. I I didn't study, but there is an interesting study that was made in France. Uh, it's an indicator on the on the quality of life. To, uh, that was developed by a very well-known economist to uh, be com- to remove the GDP to not to use something else than the GDP to know if we are going well because you can have a really good economic growth but have people unhappy and it um, measures how you relate to yourself so it's all about relations what is the relation with myself what is the relation the quality of my relation with my close ones with my uh, friends with people I don't know and with the world and uh, everything. So all about relation and the quality of this relation. And they measured that in all the eco-village in France, it was a real professional study with quality and quantitative studies. They are all above in every level, above the average. And it's linked usually. When you relate better to yourself, you trust more the people you don't know in the street and everything. So I would say that it's for everyone. Everyone uh, will uh, will feel better by cooperating and uh, and add more bounds with uh, each other's. Okay, and if so, for anyone who's listening who might be in a group of people who are burnt out and fed up and want to live in a yurt or a tiny house, um, how can people yeah. how can people find out more about what you guys are doing and the kind of your model, the kind of uh, coaching that you do? How can people find out about what Le Passage is up to? Yeah, uh, we have a website that we are completely remodeling, but you have you can contact us through this website. It's Le uh dash org. You maybe you can send the link or I don't know, make a reference. And but we, we coach also project uh Ecoravi and uh, that are built uh, building project with not only yurt and uh, and uh, and light uh, light accommodations. The both of them are possible. Um and uh, and yes uh, yes that's it they can contact us. If they are in, um, in, uh, we are looking for a project also in every countries to adapt the model to every, uh, every, uh, situations. And, uh, for this, we usually make, um, preference. We, we, we don't, we don't make them, um, pay as much as if it's a full coaching with everything because we know that they will have to look for lawyers and everything locally. So we compensate what they have to pay with this for us to, uh, to be able to implement the model one first time there in this country. And uh, our uh, reason to be is to, uh, to how do you say, spread uh, the, the model. And, but also uh, not to, uh, to coexist with the others. 
to cooperate what's existing because there are situations where it's not a cooperative that is needed and there are other ways of doing uh, collectives and uh, in France there are other organizations and we are really in the way of cooperating with them and uh, they have their specificities and we believe that in the world of tomorrow we don't know that what will happen but the more diversity we have the more we will be able to adapt to what will be coming so we don't want to be the only model this is really not but we know that we have an expertise uh for um, let's say living together in a common land in our common uh, facilities and to ensure uh, the to make a frame for the human um, the human factor to be more uh, comfortable to manage this is really our specificities <laughs> and also for anyone who's listening to this before the 12th of july uh you'll also be giving a workshop uh with a colleague as well at the european eco village gathering talking uh, more about the model and the vision and the values behind it as well, right? Yeah, we'll do a workshop uh, there uh, uh, about all this and on finance also, certainly. And I will be happy to meet uh, anyone there and to talk uh, informally if they're interested to know more. Fantastic. Well, we're really looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a really, really interesting conversation and very much looking forward to collaborating more with Le Passage. Thank you, Pam. If you're curious to find out more about the Passage model, you can find links in the show notes. You can also meet Vincent and his colleagues and hundreds of other Ecovillage explorers and experts at the European Ecovillage gathering this July in Germany. At Gen Europe, we have loads of resources available online to help aspiring communities take their next steps. Things like the Clips Guide from the Community Learning Incubator, and you can find them for free on our website, gen-europe.org. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can explore other episodes on topics from Ecovillage economics to love and relationships and community on our website, on Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts.